all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this beautiful, absolutely gorgeous Monday. Casey Justclair here. We've got some fun guests lined up for you. Um, we've got Damien St. Pierre at 1145. Coach Damien and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to not sugarcoat it with you. Coach Damien and I are going to be ridiculous, and we're going to be talking trash about LSU beating Alabama for about 25 minutes. We usually talk about Biddy. We usually talk about this. We usually talk about that. No, Damien and I will be belligerent, and we're going to talk trash about LSU beating Alabama for 25 minutes. Coach Colley, Brian Colley comes on at 12.15. Um, he's an Alabama fan. I'll try to go soft on him. We're going to talk some Saints and everything in between. I've got to thank my sponsors because, like, right now, I'm about to get out of my skin. I'm so fired up. We want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Your friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Y'all, we've got some high school talk coming a little bit afternoon. Usually we talk high school first, but come on now. Y'all know we got to do something different today. Y'all know we got to do something different today. We've got to talk about LSU beating Alabama. It was an absolutely crazy night in Tiger Stadium. It's a night they're going to be talking about forever in Baton Rouge. The Tigers roll past the Crimson Tide on the last play of the game. So I want to know this. To everybody who was screaming earlier in the year, Brian Kelly can't win big games. Where you at? Where you at now? To everybody who was screaming at the beginning of the year, uh, Jaden Daniels is not the right quarterback for the job. Where you at right now? LSU lined up in Tiger Stadium in Brian Kelly's first year and Jaden Daniels' first year in Baton Rouge without having an offseason, and they kicked Alabama's ass. They beat Alabama up throughout the course of the game, got the game into overtime, had to deal with bad officiating throughout the game. We're not even going to talk about that in this segment of the show. And they beat Alabama's ass. That is a signature win for Brian Kelly. That is a moment that LSU fans are going to remember for the rest of their lives. Couple of attaboys, couple of people I want to shout out. Josh Williams, LSU walk-on running back. Walk-on running back. LSU is a program that recruits four- and five-star players. They are a program that gets the best players in the country. Josh Williams is a walk-on. A guy who didn't have scholarship offers. He's a walk-on. Go back and watch some of the plays that that kid made on Saturday. Go back and watch some of the things that he did. We talk about often... The phrase, give me 110%. That guy gave you everything in his soul on Saturday. Go back and watch the touchdown run in overtime. He's planning a linebacker, laying him out. 
That was an unbelievable Herculean effort from Williams. How about Harold Perkins, the freshman, the true freshman? He was inches away from wasting his career at Texas A&M. He was a Texas A&M commitment until signing day. He flips over to LSU. That's one of the biggest dogs in the yard, Hoss. That guy could play. That guy's a special, special player. That dude made a big impact on Saturday's game. How about, uh, I talked about it earlier in the segment, Jaden Daniels, what more can you say? The dude in the last three games that he's played has 14 touchdowns. 14 touchdowns. F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N, touchdowns. Zero interceptions. The guy's running, he's throwing, he's making plays. He's getting beat up on, right? Because he was getting hit. He was taking some licks on Saturday. Alabama put him on his butt a couple of times. He kept swinging and kept playing. This was such a huge night for the LSU football program. It's the first year of your new head coach. It's a year where you're not expected to win this game, right? You're not expected to even be in this game this year. When Coach Ogeron left this program, you had 39 scholarship players. 39 scholarship players. South Lafouche has more than 39 players on their football team. Ed left you with 39 players. This year's supposed to be rebuilding. This year's supposed to look like what Florida looks like, what Texas A&M looks like. It's supposed to be a mess. But Brian Kelly and his staff hit the transfer portal, restocked the cupboard, filled up their recruiting class with a bunch of studs, Emory Jones and, you know, uh, these great players that are making big impacts. Taylor, the tight end. We talked about Perkins earlier. And now you're in a great position. Now you are in a great position. There's a long way to go the rest of the season. To win the SEC West, you've got to play good football coming home. But my God, what a night Saturday night was for for the LSU fans. And it also needs to be said, and this will be unpopular, right? Like, you guys are not going to like me saying nice things about Alabama. And I get that. But you guys also like me because I tell it to you like it is. The reason why that game feels so good, the reason why that feeling that you had on Saturday night felt so good, the reason why we were celebrating so hard is because deep down, even though we have that hatred for Alabama, that's also a respect level that we have for Alabama too, right? We respect them. We understand that they're the Goliath of all Goliaths. They're the team that everybody's trying to be. That program has been on top for such a long time. And if not for that level of dominance which which they've sustained, Saturday night's game wouldn't have felt as good as it did. Now, let's talk about the long-term ramifications of this. Recruiting. If you are a high school student right now and you have offers from some of the best programs in the country, if you're getting offers from the A&Ms and the Miamis and the LSUs and the Alabamas and all the Clemsons, you would be dumb to not want to play in purple and gold. I was watching Snapchat videos of the kids in the recruiting section on Saturday as the game was going final. 
they were throwing a party as LSU was winning that game. So much of this is about perception. It's about, yes, results on the field, but it's about looking good and, and feeling cool and perception, right? That's how you sway these teenagers to want to come play for you. There is no more cooler brand in college football than the LSU Tigers. And what you're going to see, I'm telling you now, this is not a prediction. In the words of Paul Heyman, this is a spoiler. This is going to happen. Since Saturday night, LSU has received two commitments already. An offensive lineman from the New Orleans area and a defensive lineman from the Baton Rouge area. In the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, that momentum's going to grow and you're going to get more and more and more. And LSU is about to dominate the recruiting trail. Absolutely dominate the recruiting trail. Long term, look, this is as bad. I was debating this on social media throughout the weekend. This is as untalented that LSU's roster is going to be for the next five years. And if the Ole Misses and the Alabamas and the Auburns and the Floridas are not beating LSU right now, boy, (laughs) I don't know how else to say this, but you're in big trouble. You are in big trouble because you're looking at a program that's returning a lot, but that is already one of the better teams in the conference and if not the country. If you're not beating LSU right now, You are in big trouble because this team is only going to continue to get better. And that was what my prevailing, overriding thoughts. Look, Saturday night, it was chaos. It was jumping up and down. It was being belligerent like we were doing at the start of the show. It was talking trash to Alabama, you know, to hell with Nick Saban, you know, Alabama, this, Alabama, that. That's what Saturday night was for. Sunday night after that all settled down was the feeling of, My God, we're about to have 10 years of this. This is only the beginning. Brian Kelly's year one of a 10-year deal. Every one of his seasons in Baton Rouge, you're going to be in contention. Every one. Every one of his seasons in Baton Rouge, you're going to go into the year knowing, hey, we're going to be pretty damn good. You're not going to win the championship every year. That's unrealistic. I'm not dumb. I'm not going to tell you that LSU is going to win it all every year. Come on, Al. But every year, you're going to be in contention and you're going to have a chance. And that's a luxury that not very many schools around the country have. Y'all, it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Saturday night, for as awesome as it was, was just the first taste of a decade's worth of success that we're going to have in Baton Rouge. And we had to endure a lot of terrible stuff to get there. We had to endure the COVID season, which was miserable. We had to endure last year where Ed's a lame duck and you're losing and you're getting beat up. And we had to endure that to get here. But LSU has one of the best coaches in the country now in charge. They've got one of the best recruiters in the country now picking and choosing the roster. They're run different. The foundation is different. The chemistry is different. And now you are going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with. So strap on your seatbelts and get ready, Tiger fans, because Saturday night was just step one in what's going to be a long journey of a lot of memorable games, a lot of memorable wins, and a lot of opportunities where we're going to be talking about these games and remembering them for the rest of our lives.
for the next 10 years, we get moments like we got on Saturday night. If that doesn't give you the goosebumps and the free songs, if that doesn't give you the chills, if that doesn't fire you up, like I'm fired up right now in this radio mic, if that doesn't make you want to scream like I'm screaming in this radio mic, then you're not as big of a fan as maybe I thought some of you all were. Because I'm jacked up today on Play by Play. We're ready to go to our first commercial break. When we get back, we're going to Damien St. Pierre. Damien and I are two peas in a pod. We like to needle people. We like to make fun of people. Damien and I are going to be talking trash for the next 20 minutes on play-by-play. Stick around, and you'll be able to get in on it after this break on 102.7. We'll be right back after this. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature, but there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Do you want a free EasyGo gas golf cart? Golden Motors is given a brand new golf cart. All you must do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and you get a chance to win. By November 1st till January 31st, and you get a chance to win a new EasyGo Gas golf cart. Come to Golden Motors and get your new pre-owned or car, truck, or SUV, and get a chance to bring home a new golf cart. Oh, by the way, we have a great selection of Chevy Silverados and Equinox or Trailblazers, and they're arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Come see us on Highway 3235 and cut off, or call us at 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems. Your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Good 
there there literally couldn't have been a more perfect intro song for this next segment. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. We're rocking with the NWO music. This is about to be an old-school heel segment right here. We've got Damian St. Pierre on the line. D, good morning, brother. How are you today? Let's go, man. I'm still jacked from Saturday night. Let's go. I have to walk out of my office. I have to walk in the parking lot because I know we're about to have 20 minutes of some good old LSU convo, man. Dude, I, look, man, there, there are parts of me that still don't fully believe it, but then there are parts of me that are like, no, you paid the money. You got the great coach. This is just what you are. LSU lined up, and look, they didn't. It wasn't flukish. There wasn't, you know, a, a tipped pass here. There, They just lined up, punched them in the mouth, and they were right there with them throughout the whole course of the game, Then they finished the deal. That was an unbelievable well, showcase on Saturday. You know, it, it depends on what uh, five-inch monitor you on watching on the field in Tiger Stadium. There may have been a tip pass. Not sure on that yet. <laughs> right. We're going to focus on the positives here, Casey. I'm, you're exactly right. We lined up and we beat Alabama. I must just beat them in the trenches. Um, we made some great adjustments on the offensive line. I've got goosebumps off talking there. You know, Will Campbell got absolutely beat one time, and after that, I don't know if that happened again. They held the freshman tackles, the freshman guards held up. Uh, the defensive line was stout. They held Bryce Young. Bryce Young was running for his life, and, and that's the only reason that they scored in, on that on that last touchdown in in regulation. That's a play that we just keep getting beat on, but that's just that's just football in general. Everything's lining up. Everything is lining up. And I talked on Facebook. Uh, it might have been Sunday. It might have been Saturday night. I'm not sure. My days are kind of coming together. But just look how far Jaden Daniels and Mason Taylor have come since game one. You got two guys, and, and you know we're probably the, the most positive people coming out of that Florida State game about you know where we're going, what we have, and, and let's just ride this wave and, and see where we go next year. Not this year. You know, we we talk about this year. We're not even supposed to be here at this point in the season. LSU's not supposed to be here. We were talking six wins in Vegas. Six, seven wins was the was the over and under. Yep. After the first game, as my you know buddies texting me, hey, we're gonna go three and nine, or you know if it's a four win season, blah blah blah. Look, just let's just ride this wave and look at the you know get back to what I was getting at, Jaden and, and and Mason Taylor. How far have those guys come? And you know credit to them, but that's a lot on the coaching. Um, you know I know we talked about what is what is what are we doing, with Mason Taylor dropping balls? He's in the right, he's in the wrong spots and and look at it look at that now look at how far they've come coaching staff even the special teams have got it together it seems like and that's it's it's scary it's scary that we're here right now it's scary that on november 7 we're talking about hey we just beat alabama hey we're going into arkansas we beat arkansas we're going to be in the sec championship game it is unbelievable to be even at this point to where we started uh you know back in back in the florida state game and it's goosebumps man let's 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 go I, I've coached with you for a long time, and I know this guy is going to be a favorite of yours. Is a favorite of mine I talked about in the opening segment of the show. LSU is a roster that 99.999% of the people on the field are four- and five-star blue-chip players, the best of the best in the country, top 100 players in the country, like guys that have been the latest and greatest throughout their whole careers. And then there's Josh Williams, who – on his touchdown run, is just driving guys into the end zone. He converted a third and one run where he gets hit behind the line and just finds a way. And then on the touchdown run in overtime, just puts a linebacker on his ass, just drops him, like decletes him, both feet up in the air, complete pancake. That dude is one of my favorite LSU players, if not my favorite LSU player 
of all time. It's a guy who has been told no his entire life, but just refuses to listen. And he made a huge impact against the biggest Goliath in the sport. He made a huge impact. That's a guy who wasn't even a scholarship player. So anytime that there's a student athlete out there and you work with a bunch of them that gets told no, that gets cut from the team, that's not a starter, that's a testament. Just keep working it, and you never know what might happen. And he's in a back, like you said, he's in a backfield with four or five star guys and transfers from you know from from big Big Ten schools, and he, he's the he's the kind of guy that we had early on our radar. Man, we got to keep an eye on this guy. Maybe after the first two or three games, he just runs so hard, and then after that, you start seeing him getting better, picking up blocks in a different way. He, you, no matter how much a coach or or, or a recruiter. Uh, man, let's see how far this kid can jump. Let's see how fast this kid can run. Uh, let's you know, let's test his scheme knowledge and whatnot. You, there's nothing that a coach or a recruiter or whoever's recruiting this kid, whoever's recruiting any kid, can measure heart. And that Josh Williams just has that. Uh, he's he's the ultimate LSU Tiger man. That that's 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 what Josh Williams is about. And again, another guy just from game one, uh, you know, to game nine has gotten tremendously better. I think. We talked about it. Brian Kelly's got some type of magic. He's got all these guys believing. It's a mixed match roster. You started the you started last year with you know thirty seven ended last year with thirty seven thirty nine scholarship players. You got almost forty new players, and to get that, you got a lot of freshmen on the field right now. The future is insanely bright if these guys stay. That's that's going to be the thing. LSU's got a huge spotlight on them right now, especially my man JD five who may be playing himself into an NFL draft oh. at this point. But unbelievable where, you know, where we're coming from. And, you know, a lot of folks are going to be on the bandwagon after this week. You have to understand where we started to understand where we're at now. you got to just enjoy what's in front of us right now. This is not our time. It's not. But we're creating that, that, we're creating that time to be ours now. And it's, it's, a, it's a, look, welcome, welcome to the bandwagon. Been there, <laughs> haven't left. <laughs> Enjoy the ride with us. Enjoy the ride with us. I'm not even going to be nice now because I'm so amped up. Enjoy the ride with us while we're there. Absolutely. Dude, what do you make of the call at the end, bro? You know, Brian Kelly, and I thought it was so fascinating. It just goes to show how – and look, I have these moments. I coach bitty basketball, for God's sake, but I even still have these moments where, like, there's something, a play that you run during a game, and it doesn't go the way that you want it to, and you just remember it. Brian Kelly said that he ran that same play that they ran on the two-point conversion play – on a fourth down against Florida State like eight years ago when he was at Notre Dame. And he said, hey, we got called for offensive pass interference. We set a pick. And Brian Kelly said, I still think that's the perfect play. I've been waiting for eight years to run that play in the perfect time and not get called for a pick. He pulled it out. And look, Alabama defended it well. But if you execute that play, you're never going to stop it. And he had the perfect play for the perfect time. It was pass interference. There's no doubt. The slot receiver, you could tell he set the edge pretty much. You could, if you watch the, if you watch the film, obviously nobody's looking at that. Everybody's looking at, at Mason Taylor on the goal line. But if you see, there was some a lot of contact. I don't know if that play, if it could have been an RPO where Jaden Daniels kind of takes it to the to the outside. But you can tell it was there. So going through that thought process from everything I've been reading, everything I've been watching, it, it wasn't a predetermined set. That was kind of just a, you know, if he felt that he didn't want. To me, what Brian Kelly told me, you know, Damian St. Pierre, the coach, I'm not letting these referees take this game from us. That's what I got. You know, he said we're not going to let people make these calls and hey, we're going we're gonna to do it ourselves. We're going to let our players make that play. And, um, you know, it just 
the call, I, I can tell you, I was sitting on my on my back porch, and if anybody ever, anybody ever has said, man, Damien's not about new sports. Let me tell you, I gave away my parking pass and my two tickets to the Alabama game so I could stay and 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 manage the bitty basketball day. So I had a couple friends on the on my back porch, and they scored. Everybody's going crazy. Automatically, my mind flips to Florida State. I'm not watching this extra point. So I walked out, and uh, I walked off of my porch, and my wife said, where are you going? I said, I cannot physically watch this. My heart cannot deal with this right now. So uh, Ross Jonbaugh was on the side of me, and he says, they're going for two. Ross Jonbaugh is one, one of the biggest trolls that I know. So I was like, there's no way we're going for two. He says, yeah, you might want to come back and watch this. And just seeing that uh, play develop, seeing the Alabama defender run off the side of the field when they had 12 in the field, it's just it was a perfect storm. Great call. Uh, obviously, that play was practiced a thousand times. Uh, you know, it's just not something you just draw up in the sand at a, at a moment like that. But I kind of said it. I won't say exactly what I was saying because I, I don't want Truck paying FCC fines. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was just unbelievable the, the amount of courage and the amount of trust that he has in those players to make that call in a situation like that, and then to execute the way they did just speaks volumes about this team and the coaching staff. Bro, you know, this is this is hard to do, right? You know, when, when you're coaching college football, it's hard to take young guys that are less experienced and get them all to buy in. It's hard to take a locker room that hasn't been together but get them all to buy in. You talked about the number of new players. It's hard to take a guy in Kayshawn Booty who maybe was all out. Like, he was thinking about transferring. He was thinking about moving on, and then he didn't start the year well, and he's having a kid, and he's got a lot going on. Now he's all in. He had seven catches and had some big catches, got some first downs. Like, you work with young people. I've worked with young people to get everybody pulling in the same direction. Dude, that's hard to do, man. And, like, they, this is the thing that everybody said Brian Kelly wouldn't be able to do. Oh, bro, he doesn't know the South. Oh, bro, he don't know Louisiana. He talks with a fake accent. He's fake. He's phony, blah, 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 blah. But, man, people couldn't have been more wrong because this is a team, Damien, that in every single game, has finished stronger than the opponent, even the Florida State game that they lost, the Tennessee game that they lost. They were at the goal line on the last snap of the game trying to score. They have finished stronger than their opponent every single week. That's hard to do, man. So looking at the score going after going uh, at the end of the second, at the end of the first half, sorry, I said, man, we're up by one. I said, and we got a second half team. Like we're gonna make these adjustments. This is our game. Like this is this is us. This is where we're supposed to be. But like you said, it, it's, it's, it's refreshing to know that we're going to be in the best possible situations in the first half, and we're going to be even in better position to win the game in the second half. But I think the handling of Kayshawn Booty set the tone, and I think that had a lot to do with the way the, the, way the roster responds now to what Coach Kelly wants done because everybody was all, bruh, cut Booty, cut him, cut him. He's not doing nothing. He was obviously frustrated on the field. They obviously tried early in the season. They tried to get him involved probably a little bit too much. But it showed, hey, I'm with you, bro. I got your back. I'm not letting you go down. We're, we all got – we're all together. We're all going to stay together. And gradually throughout the progression of the season, he got better. He got better. He still got some drops. He, he had drops last year. That's just the type of kid – that's the type of player he is. He's going to have one or two. That, that's just what it is. Um, you know, you're not going to catch every pass. I think the way he handled that situation, the team rallied around him, and that kind of led to the trust and, and you know everywhere that, that we are right now. I just, I, I maybe I didn't agree with it, but I, but now I see it. I didn't, I didn't see the, the forest for the trees, and now I see the bigger picture. And now 
he's got it all together and there's no more pouting on the field and the, you know the kid believes and he's, he's he's in line with everybody else now look man we, we got it and you talked about this earlier how it's not all the way lsu's moment just yet but it's coming Look, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU slipped up Saturday against Arkansas. I wouldn't be surprised if they got upset against Texas A&M. Like the idea that they're going to just win three straight and go ten and two, and they're going to have a run at the play. Like that's still there's still a lot of work left to be done. This is still a young team. A lot of these guys have never played a twelve game season before at the college level and all that good stuff. But also, you look at the recruiting stuff happening right now. They've gotten two commitments since Saturday. They're projected now to get several players, you know, four and five star players that are on the fence. LSU's now pretty much out in front for several of those guys. Um, I almost liken it to, and I know this is sensitive to some folks in Southeast Louisiana, but I almost liken it to when you're watching the Weather Channel and there's a storm in the Gulf and you could just see that the storm's getting stronger and that eye's getting bigger. That's LSU football right now. You could see that thing is starting to get much better organized. Oh, absolutely. The the difference between this game and the and the Alabama game and the prior games is like exactly what we said. We're not supposed to be here right now. We don't belong here at the moment. Now that you got that, I thought Florida may be our signature win of the season, but now do you have that signature win under your belt? Everybody's got their eyes on you. Now you're the target. You're no longer the the, the you're no longer that underrated under the radar team that's going to surprise anybody. You're going to be Arkansas's season is on the line. Uh, we're going to get that's a Super Bowl. You know this game. You know you talked about players not not playing 12 games and not being in this situation before. But you know who has? Brian Kelly has, and sure. that's why we paying the man 10 million dollars a year. Matt House. I'm not saying he's been in the college situation, but he's been in the pros long enough. He's had Super Bowl wins. You know he's been part of Super Bowl teams. And uh, Mike Denbrock in Cincinnati, he's been to the playoffs. You got excellent, paid for excellent coaching. You got their experience. They're going to have this team ready to roll. And I was listening to T Bob this morning on the way to work. And he made a great point. You know, these are the, it's, uh, you know, daylight saving times. It's going to be a little cooler for practice. You got a lot of spotlight on you. Practices are going to be more fun. I think these, I think the coaching staff is going to have these guys locked in. And Arkansas is always a struggle. Oh, no matter what the records are, I don't know why, but, um, I just, I'm seeing success on Saturday, even though it's an 11 o'clock road game. I think we're going to be locked in. I think it may be one of those games that we let up 14 points before we wake up and dominate the second half and almost what we'll call typical LSU 2022 fashion. I think we're going to be okay. I mean, just got to. I think they got to understand. Hey, look, you know we're playing on uh, on the with casino money right now. This is this is our time, and it's got to. Got to win one, man. We got to split. We got to win Arkansas. We got to win A&M. We got to get to Atlanta. What's more of a struggle, LSU and Arkansas, or Nick versus T. Kent? <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who moves. Depends who shoots more free throws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figured you'd like that. Um, so let's talk about this, man. Um, you know, one of the things that that LSU did so well early in the game is. Boy, they were controlling the field position. The punting and the special teams were big. Defensive line, you're winning up front. And it makes you think. And and I go I know that this is, you know, revisionist history and this is something that we can't control and we can't go back. Mason Smith's not even playing. Like, dude, if that guy would be in the middle, like he's supposedly their best defensive lineman by a lot. Man, when you throw him in the mix next year and add him to those guys, like that's a recruit that you're gonna be getting that you already have. Like 
boy, that dude's a hoss. That that would be so big for that defense to have him right now in the middle. Big time. I, I was actually thinking about that before we got on the call. Uh, and, and our defensive line, I think we rotate three, maybe four guys in and out. Uh, and credit to strength and conditioning coach. I know I, I, I would be remiss if I could actually remember the guy's name. I know it's not Tommy Moffin anymore, but credit to them. Credit to that staff and what they're doing. Uh, you know, maybe prior we, we get tired in that situation and we give up a, a little bit more than what we did, but pressure was kept on. Um, I mean, dude, it's just from top to bottom right now, everything's flowing. And I don't know if this was by plan or this was by chance, but, man, it, it, it looks good. And I know we got a couple commits, uh, defensive lineman commits, uh, late last week. That's gonna. We got a powerhouse coming. It, get on now because we're not, we're not going to accept anybody after this year. <laughs> we're going to talk about some Biddy and some of the youth stuff on Friday. We'll have you back on. The Saints are playing tonight in the Dome. Boy, that feels like you're falling off of a cliff, huh? You go from talking about LSU and Alabama to now having to talk about the Saints and the Ravens. The Ravens did, I mean, excuse me, the Saints did play well last week, but now they've got to step up in class against the Ravens. They usually don't handle running quarterbacks well. What are New Orleans' chances tonight? I think that uh, the injury bug has, has bitten both teams. I know Rashad Bateman's out, Mark Andrews is out, uh, Lattimore's out, uh, Ingram's out. I think the Saints may be actually a little more healthy. I just don't know if they're going to they, – they, they couldn't contain – the Saints couldn't contain Marcus Mariota in game one going to be tough to, to contain Lamar Jackson, but at the same time, uh, seems like the Ravens can't hold on to a lead or can't hold on to much of anything now. It's going to be an interesting – it'll be an interesting game. Andy Dalton played well last week. The Saints defense played extremely well last week. I don't know if that was just because it was Dennis Allen against the Raiders and couldn't move to his old team, but uh, Saints got a chance tonight. Uh, just kind of depends on, you know, the quarterback play and the quarterback play on both sides. That's, that's going to determine uh, – that will determine the game tonight. So I'm going to leave you with this, and it's a troll question, so get ready. Who do you think felt sillier on Saturday night? Elias Ricks, who is now probably the only person in either locker room who's 0-3 in the LSU-Alabama game, or Eric Gilbert, who left LSU and now has to watch a true freshman tight end get all the glory playing in the spot that he would have been playing at, and he could have been the biggest hero in the history of the school, but he's at Georgia now not even seeing the field. Who do you think feels sillier right now? Man, it has to be Ricks. Ricks gave up way too many plays and had way too many penalties uh, on Saturday night to, to be feeling that. Eric Gilbert, man, that that cat, he's a he's a he's a interesting interesting guy. Probably wasn't even watching the game. Probably didn't even know what happened. That's one of the guys that would not have made Brian Kelly's roster for sure. And we'd have been every would have everybody would have been moyed about it because oh, bro, we lost another guy, another guy that we didn't need, and another guy that didn't fit into what the grander scheme of things that, that Brian Kelly saw that a lot of folks didn't. Damien says, my man got to have a brain to be able to, to be able to feel any feelings, huh? <laughs> I used to that. <laughs> LSU basketball opens up their season Wednesday night against Kansas City. Nichols opens up tonight against Arizona. Mokey and the crew open up tonight. Let me tell you the opponent. Mokey and I'll open up tonight against, uh, let's see, that would be Bellamy, or Bellamine, rather. So that would be an easy win for the Lady Tigers. But, boy, I know you like this time of the year, dude, because, look, for fan purposes, just watching games, for betting purposes, finding a random games and throwing a couple of dollars on them, this is a great time to be a sports fan. There's going to be college basketball, men and women, on TV for the next several months. Random teams, random games, but then also the local teams. Nichols and LSU are going to be pretty good, too. 
It's going to be a whole lot of fun these next couple months watching college basketball open up. Every day. Every day there's something. If you're a basketball fan, you can go to a live game every single day around here. Getting excited, even from the middle school level, just seeing fans post their team schedule. I'm saving everything, trying to make trying to make a schedule to go watch, go scout, and just entertain, just be entertained. Man, uh, I saw a picture of, uh, of Matt McMahon on the field. He rushed the field Saturday night. The LSU president rushed the field Saturday night. You think they care about being fine? Yeah, for real. That's unbelievable, man. That's buying from top to bottom. How could you lose when you have a coach whose last name is McMahon? Like, I've been telling people that for months, and they don't understand. If you have a coach who's the last name McMahon, like, you're going to be successful. You write the script. You write your Th- own script. Thank you. You're the booker. How are you going to lose when you're the booker? Uh, you, you can't lose. That's why you get the book taken from you sometimes. <laughs> Brother, thanks so much for the time. I know this was impromptu, but we had to have you on today. We'll have you also on Friday if you're free, man. Take care. Man, I've been excited since we talked Saturday night. Absolutely, Casey. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That's Damian St. Pierre doing a great job as always. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about maybe some Monday night football. Then we're going to get to Coach Brian Colley. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed there are over 3600 rv dealerships in north america and just over one percent of those earn the prestigious top 50 dealer award fence rv is proud to be in that one percent being a top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers offering the best rv brands in the market great service and a huge parts selection our goal at fence rv is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction come on over to fence rv to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at fencerv.com At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, 
He wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. said in the last outro that I was going to talk about Monday Night Football to heck with Monday Night Football. We're talking high school football in this segment. Several local teams are in the postseason, and let me tell you about all of them. In Division One, non-select, Hanville is in. They're number 16 in the state. <clears throat> They're going to be hosting a Wachita Parish number 17 in the opening round. We also got Destrehan, who's number three in the state. They've got an opening round by. They're going to face the winner between 14 Dutchtown and 19 Parkway. Number 11, East St. John is in. They're going to be hosting number 22, Walker, in the opening round. Those are the local teams in in Division One non-select. Division Two non-select, we've got, let's see, our old buddy Dennis Kane, Cecilia, they're in, number 13. They'll be hosting Franklinton. We've also got, let's see, number 6, Lutcher, who's in. They're going to be hosting number 27, Wasman. So Lutcher will be hosting Wasman. Then we move to the select school brackets, Division II select. We've got E.D. White, the number four team in the state. The Cardinals are going to have a first-round bye. They're going to face next Friday the winner between number 13, Evangel Christian, and number 20, Estruma. So E.D. White will be facing the winner between Evangel and Estruma after a bye week, which will be taking place this week. Not on a bye week in Division II select is Vanderbilt Catholic. They're going to be taking on Lard Beaconsfield Landry, so L.B. Landry will be Hosting Vanderbilt on Friday night, the winner of that game will take on De La Salle, who's waiting on that matchup. De La Salle is number three in the state and has an opening round by. Division three, select playoffs. We've got Homa Christian, who is in the field. <clears throat> the Christian Warriors punched their ticket as the number 21 seed. They're going to be taking on North Lake Christian in the opening round, which will be played Friday. North Lake Christian has seven wins on the season. Will be a challenge for Homa Christian, but it's not going to be an uh, impossible challenge. Homa Christian's pretty damn good too. They're six and four on the year. Then in Division Four Select, that's where we have our last local teams that are in the field. That's where we see Central Catholic is the number two seed. They've got an opening round bye. They'll take on the winner between Opelousas Catholic and Saint Edmund. And then we've also got Covenant Christian Academy, who's in the field as the number nineteen seed. So Covenant Christian Academy will be traveling to take on Sacred Heart in the opening round matchup, which will be on Friday. So we wanted to usually, right, usually I would have done like a whole 10, 15-minute segment on this, right? And I'm going to do that later in the week, tomorrow, Wednesday, whatever. I'm going to break down all these brackets and tell you who I think is going to go where. I'm going to pick the champions for all the brackets. But when LSU beats Alabama, well, you got to kind of flip the script. You got to lead off with that. Then Damien comes on and we get a little bit behind. So we had to do just a little bit of a shorter segment here, letting you know where the local teams are going. And then later in the week, we'll kind of open up the umbrella and let you know who I think is going to end up advancing, who I think has the best chances to make a run. It's not going to be any surprise to anybody, right? Like, I think E.D. White's going to be really good. <laughs> Duh. Like, you guys don't need me to tell you that. I think E.D. White's going to have a chance. I think Destrahan's going to have a chance. Lutcher's going to go far. Expert analysis, right? Yeah, Destrahan's good. That's why you guys pay me the big bucks. 
Destran, the team that's 10-0 and and who's blown out all 10 of their opponents, I'm going to sit here tomorrow and tell you that I think they're good. E.D. White, the team that's 9-1 and and who only lost an LSU commitment at quarterback, I'm going to tell you tomorrow why I think they've got a shot. Yeah, we're going to break down those brackets, all joking aside, and we're going to give you who I think are some of the teams that stand out. And then also maybe a couple of sleepers, man, because I got to tell you, some of these brackets, there are some teams that are maybe underseeded. There are some teams that maybe are going to have a pretty good shot to kind of come from underneath. Some teams that maybe we're not thinking of that, you know, could maybe potentially make a little bit of noise. I know we like Cecilia here because of Dennis Gaines, but like I look at their draw, their 13th, I think they could beat North DeSoto, which would be a matchup of four versus 13, but maybe be an upset if Cecilia gets by Franklinton in the opening round. So, yeah, I think there are some teams that are in position to maybe get an upset or two and maybe make a little bit of a push. But it's play-by-play on Kaylee B. Let's get back on schedule. Let's make this a short segment. Let's get back on schedule. Let's take another commercial. When we get back, we're going to Brian Collett, South Lafouche Athletic Director. We'll chat with him about everything happening over in Tarpenland. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. Also at 1230, we've got our W's and L's from the weekend. I'm going to get back fired up for that segment. Then at the bottom of the show, I've got betting picks for you all to enjoy. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. 
With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's crazy, man. We've done now almost an hour of radio. Haven't even talked about South Lafouche ending their football season on Friday. Got swept up into some other things. We go to the phone lines now and have South LaFouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Conley on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, buddy. Doing well. Yep. Uh, it was the end of our football season on Friday. The Tarpons took on Vanderbilt. And, um, man, like the game had a whole lot of everything that we've seen this season. Some pretty good offense at times and, you know, just a team that just couldn't get out of its own way, made some mistakes some untimely missed blocks and some different issues, and it's the Terriers who run away with the win. Just felt like some of the same issues that we've had throughout the course of the year kind of were where we wrapped up the season as well for the Tarpons. That's exactly right. You know, we talked about it during the broadcast where it's the same mistakes that were made in week one that was still happening uh, in week 10. You know, we uh, gave up the big play. We had trouble tackling. Uh, we had trouble with our, our bad angles on, on defense. Offense moved the, bo- the ball well. Uh, defense struggled. But when you're giving the opponents the ball at the 40, 45-yard line sometimes, uh, that puts added pressure on the defense. And our defense this year really couldn't take all of that added pressure. And I was talking with Coach Young uh, this morning. You know, if uh, you give these offenses – a longer field to work with, who knows? I mean, two or three more plays could, could be a turnover. And so, uh, you know, that's things they're going to have to work on over the summer, trying to get these teams to, uh, to go a longer distance to get a score. So let's talk about this now is what's the mood like on campus? As you mentioned, you know, obviously the kids are back and BJ's back and all. I mean, I know that they're not going to be starting the offseason right now, but is everybody optimistic and thinking, you know, hey, man, let's hit the ground running and let's get this fixed? What's the mood like over there right now? Yeah, I, I know some coaches are anxious to get, to get back started, but they're going to take some time off, and uh, it, it's much needed. When you uh, at that grind for 10, 12 weeks, uh, it, it's a toll on you, plus, you know, teaching a, a full schedule. And that's what we talked about earlier. I have a ton of respect for our coaches, uh, especially teaching core classes that some of them do. And just to prepare for that, then have to come and, and, and prepare for a game. It, it's a lot for, uh, you know, a high school. And, you know, they, 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 the profession they chose, they understand what it's all about. But still, uh, you know, I respect them a whole hell of a lot for what they do. But uh, the mood's pretty good on campus. Uh, you know, a lot of people are excited to get, you know, different sports started. And I know Coach Young's just going to take a couple of weeks off and uh, they're going to have a 
they're going to get together with our coaches and they're going to look hard at each other and uh, and make some tough decisions that are going to be coming up in the near future. Talk about this. You know, it's a Tarpon football team that does have a lot coming back. It, it does. They've got a lot of key players coming back, a lot of, you know, your defensive line and a lot of really your players throughout the whole defense are coming back. Offensively, you return your quarterback, you return a few linemen, you return a lot of your ball carriers, maybe all your ball carriers. you got to replace some receivers, but – you know, we talk about this often is that it's one thing to have a lot coming back, but it's another thing to have a lot coming back off of a team that struggled and change the habits and change the mentality because you can't just say, oh, everything's coming back because sometimes, guess what? Everything comes back and you make the same mistakes. Talk about those challenges as a coach of, yeah, having it all back, but also having to change and be honest with yourself of, hey, we've got to do things a little bit differently to get different results. Yeah, look, it- if they want to change and take the next step, they they got to, you're right, it's some some changes they're going to have to do. And uh, they have to look at each other and just uh, starting off in the weight room. You know, you got to change the, the way uh, you approach this year of working out because we were playing catch up, you know, a lot of teams now with COVID. And that's not an excuse. I'm just telling you exactly, you know, what it was is that we struggled getting our kids in the weight room during COVID because, you know, you couldn't. Then, uh, right when we started getting back in it, we were out of uh, a weight room with the storm. So we, we were playing catch up this year, and uh, you know when you take a couple of years off, you can develop some bad habits, and they're gonna have to look at themselves this year and, and you know make sure that's corrected. So let's let's shift gears. You want to do Saints first or LSU first? Which one? <laughs> get, get my pain over with. Well, I could argue that both are gonna <laughs> cause you pain. <laughs> Let's start with LSU. The, the Tigers played Alabama on Saturday. It was a game that was absolutely incredible. I know that you were on the wrong end of, of it from a fan perspective. It was an unbelievable game. The Tigers win, and I know that you know you had your doubts about how good LSU actually was. Boy, they have made some night and day strides, man. That team has grown up. My biggest concern going in, Coach, to be honest, and I, I told you this, I didn't know if LSU could block them. And I didn't know if the moment would be too big for Jaden Daniels. Because when you're playing in Arizona State, you're not ever in any type of situations like this. But boy, the moment was not too big for either. LSU blocked well, and the quarterback stood out at the end. He made some big, big plays. They did. And, you know, it was a great game. And uh, one thing it took a little away from the officials. And uh, I think it hurt LSU way more. You know what I'm calling? Or lack of whatever, and it was just that was bad. But yeah, look, LSU, they uh, they they for real. They uh, they have it rolling. They believe in. Uh, you can tell they all pulling that rope in the same direction, and and that that's big. And I think a huge difference from in past in the past years. I think they have a better locker room. And if you don't get that locker room fixed first, it's it's tough. And I think Brian Kelly came in and made some changes, and I think he's got that uh, the locker room believing, and uh, it's paying off for him on the field. You know, it's telling, and I know as a coach yourself, you appreciate this. I saw a video on social media after the game, or maybe it was Sunday morning, and everybody's in the locker room and they're having a good time, and they're fired up. <clears throat> excuse me, and everybody's goodness, keep coughing. Everybody's you know really excited and really fired up. But as soon as Brian Kelly starts to talk, everybody stops talking, and it just goes to silence immediately. 
And that goes to what you were saying a minute ago. That respect. Look, two years ago or four, or three years ago, whatever it was, the last time LSU beat Alabama, what did we see in the locker room after? We saw Coach Ogeron acting crazy. We didn't see any of that on Saturday. Yeah, look, uh, it's just a, a, a different uh, structure, a different belief. And uh, he's been through the fire at, you know, in, in Notre Dame, and uh, I, I, he hasn't believed it. And I, I, I truly believe this. You have to have your locker room first. And if not, uh, it's tough, and they have it. And, uh, you know, on the Alabama side, uh, I'm, you know, I've been telling you this for the last couple of years or so. I just didn't think they were as good as people. Oh, Alabama, Alabama, it's not the same as past, but uh, they're getting everybody's best shot, too. But uh, you can't turn the ball over and make mistakes in these big games and expect to come out with a victory. What's going on there? Because, look, man, um, you know, a bunch of penalties for Alabama on Saturday, and then I go back to this, and, and – I don't know if you noticed this or not, but, man, I sure did. Is Before the two-point play, they had 12 on the field, had to call a timeout. Then out of the timeout, they had 12 on the field and they had to, like, run somebody off. Like, Coach, like, is it just he's 71 and he's losing his step? Does he not have the, you know, the ear of the players anymore? Like, Coach, these are things we would have never seen, but it was crazy to see that they were discombobulated with the game on the line, not once but twice. Like, that was mind-boggling to me is that, okay, you got to call a timeout. You got 12 on the field. Hey, stuff happens. But then you get out of the timeout, and you still have 12 on the field. That was mind-blowing to me. Well, I, I think part of it is he's losing his locker room. It's opposite from what LSU has, and I think a big part of that is that uh, NIL deals. I think more and more, and you're going to see this more and more. These college people are, are signing these NIL deals, and it's becoming more – of a, of a me situation at Alabama than a we situation. And I think that's affecting their, their play on the field. I think it's affecting the locker room, the organization, uh, the whole nine yards with it. And I, I think, in, you know, in the next couple of years, you might even see a, a more of a mess because with the NIL stuff. Do you think that this is ultimately what is going to lead him to say in a few years, like, to hell with this. This isn't the sport that I, I, I like, and this isn't what I got used to. Like, do you think that this is going to be eventually what chases him out of the game? Because, look, in college basketball, Roy Williams and Coach K both retired, and they both said it's because I don't want to deal with this crap. Do you think that this is going to be eventually what chases him out? I would, I believe so, and because he can't control much of it. And I think, uh, you know, he's a big control guy, and, uh, he's going to eat him alive and things that he can't control. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be a couple of years. It might be sooner than that. Wow. So let's talk about the Saints. They're playing in the Dome tonight against the Ravens. You picked New Orleans on Saturday for the sports corner. I, I, I think it's a toss-up. You know, I think it's a 50-50 game. Vegas kind of agrees. The Ravens are a slight favorite. To be honest with you, it's two of the more beat-up teams in the NFL. The Saints have a bunch of guys out. The Ravens have a bunch of guys out. What do you think, man? Can the Saints slow down Lamar Jackson? And then I guess on the flip side to that, can the Ravens slow down the Saints? Because, man, the Saints have been scoring at will in the last few weeks. I, I think the Saints could slow them down a little bit uh, enough, I think, to get the victory. And, uh, it, look, you're at home on Monday night. Uh, you know you have to win to keep pace in that division. Uh, this is a must-win for the Saints right here because if, if they don't get this one here, I just I can't see them anywhere they can bounce back with the playoffs, especially if uh, Tampa Bay is going to keep looking out the way they did 
uh, yesterday. That was I was frustrated to watch a few Saints fans. <laughs> the way they came back, he didn't do anything all game, and he comes back at the end of that game and uh, gives that winning drive. Why do teams do that? And, and here's what I'm asking: Is okay, the Rams, as you said a minute ago, they shut down Tampa all game, just playing defense. But then at the end of the game, we start giving these 10, 15, 20-yard cushions and giving up. The, like that last drive for Tampa started at the 40. They had like three or four plays in a row getting 15, 20 yards, just throwing it underneath the defense. You haven't gotten burned over the top once for 59 minutes. Why are you afraid that it's going to happen in the last 30 seconds? Why do teams do that? Yeah, I can't understand. It's like they, they wanted the, the, the clock to run, and um, they had big cushions that were given up. I mean, it, it, those receivers for Tampa were wide open, and it seemed like uh, the Rams didn't want to put pressure on Brady or just sitting back and just letting them move the ball down the field. And I think a big play at uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, they have the ball, and he flies. Yeah, he flies oh, down. yeah, he did. I think, I think he could have fought and, and, and tried to pick up that first down, and they still had a timeout left. I mean, I don't understand what he was doing. And that, then the third down play, you don't get it. You punt, and that game over. Yeah, that Cooper Cup play, boy, that's a great call because I remember exactly that. Yes, he could have fought and gotten the first down. And look, if you get the first down, even if you go out of bounds, it don't matter. The game's still over at that point. He tried way too hard to stay in bounds. And, and even, okay, even though if you don't get the first down and you fight for it, even though they knock you out of bounds, Okay, the clock's going to stop, but it puts you in a third and short situation compared to what third and five it was. Yeah, it, it could have been a third and one maybe, but uh, yeah, I think that was, that was huge when he slid. Let's talk about this. Um, Stan and I offered our thoughts on this, and I think that you're going to agree with us here. Um, it's absurd what they're doing to South Terrebonne right now, man. Like they have an enrollment that's like 800, 700, whatever the number is. They appealed. They proved that their enrollment number is what it was, and the LHSA said, oh, you missed your appeal date, to which they're saying, well, we didn't know you guys were going to change the playoff format on us, so how did we know you know, to appeal something that we didn't think was going to be changing? My heart breaks for those kids. They should be in Division Two, and if they would be in Division Two, they would have made the playoffs. The adults in the room screwed a bunch of kids out of a postseason opportunity. I think it's a shame. Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, uh, it goes back to where executive committee or they meet and they come up with with rules and it's a principal organization, but the uh, the principals are not voting on items. The executive committee is in the middle of the year, in the middle of a season. Uh, it's it's uh, it's nonsense. And you know they can come and explain that they want to follow the rules and all this. And, you know I think as baloney has a lot of things going on. They're not following the rules on. And uh, it's just a shame, a shame that these kids gotta gotta suffer for something that uh, it's very obvious it should be fixed and it's not fixed. And you know, I talked about this also on Saturday. We talk often about okay, we need to we need to give more stiff penalties. We need to enforce our rules. And the LHSA says, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna enforce our rules. We're gonna be tougher, coach. We're gonna have a state champion this year who's gonna have been caught cheating this year. Something's not right about that. Something's not right about that picture. If LSU got caught tomorrow, you know, breaking rules, and you know, and we found out that Jaden Daniels isn't enrolled at LSU and is not even going to school, 
they wouldn't be allowed to play in the college football playoff if they were making it. They wouldn't be allowed to play in a bowl. So why is Ed Nakar getting a pass and able to even play in the postseason? They got caught red-handed, had to forfeit three games this season. Why were they not given a postseason ban? If you do stuff like that in the future and you take a big dog out of the postseason, maybe teams will think twice about cheating in the future. Yeah, exactly right. And let something like that happen at Southbridge High School. Oh. And, and or let, let a Southbridge High School football player hit a referee. That too. Probably make national news. Probably make national news. And, but I know a lot of people out there probably have no clue, you know, what we're talking about. I'm not going to mention the name, but uh, have no clue what we're talking about because it, it wasn't broadcast a whole bunch. And it wasn't made aware, and why Why is that? But then another school would do it, it would be blasted all over. It's crazy. It's crazy, and what you're saying is 100% right. Brother, thanks so much for the time. I'll let you get back in the classroom, man. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. You too. That is Coach Brian Colley doing a great job. As always, boy, he said a mouthful when he was talking about that LHSA stuff at the end. My man said a mouthful, and he is 100% spot on. Let's a break. When we get back, I got W's and L's to hand out. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an 8th grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the DoFriend difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Picture of Vince McMahon speaking of this song. He was eating at a New York City restaurant with apparently his new spouse. My dude looks terrible. <laughs> He's 76, 77 years old now. My dude looks terrible. Life without wrestling has not been kind to old VKM. It's play by play on Kaylee B, W's and L's. Our first W. How could it not be the LSU football team? How could it not be the entire LSU football family? From the guys in the locker room to the coaches to the support staff to the students at the university going outward and outward to the boosters to the fans to the people in Louisiana who root for and support this university. We had to endure two really bad years to get to this moment to make the change that was needed to get a guy in place. We had to endure a really rotten start to the year. You get beat by Florida State, a game you have no business losing. You lose to Tennessee badly at home. And the kids on the field and the coaches in the locker room just said, you know what? We're going to just keep working hard. We're just keep working hard. LSU beat Alabama in overtime in one of the most thrilling games in Tiger Stadium history. And it is awesome to be in this position right now, knowing that exactly what Damian just said a minute ago, you're at the lowest moment right now that you're going to be for the next several years. It's only going to be uphill from here. And you're only going to be in better positions than you are right now from here. Weekend L goes to Aaron Rodgers. Like, what's going on? Aaron Rodgers is so lucky. So lucky that Tom Brady's having a disastrous start to the year in terms of his life and everything. Because if not for that, we would be focused heavily on the fact that Aaron Rodgers ain't doing anything either. His team loses again yesterday. He threw three red zone interceptions. Not just interceptions, right? Not just, hey, it's third and 20. I'll throw the ball 50 yards down the field 
If we catch it, awesome. If not, it's a punt. Not those types of interceptions. Red zone interceptions. The Packers lose to the Lions 15-9. to And Rodgers just looked like he didn't give a hoot. It looked like mentally he said, all right, we didn't make any trades at the deadline to get any weapons. Alan Lazard's still my number one receiver. Screw it. I'm out. He didn't look mentally locked in yesterday at all. He gets a weekend L. Weekend W.E.D. White football, man. They're playing without their number one quarterback. They're playing without their number one receiver. They're lining up against a St. James team that's really, really good. And they just beat the snot out of them, man. Up front running the football, grading them at the line of scrimmage. The thing I like about E.D. White so much, and it's why they're probably my favorite team to watch in the area, beside from my home school, South Lafouche, of which I'm the play-by-play voice, is that when you're facing E.D. White, you're in a fight. Like, it's a you're in a fight. Even if you beat him, even if on the odd chance that you beat him, which is rare these days, you feel it the next day. You're in a fight. They physically beat up on St. James Friday and got a big win. They pound on you like any other. Weekend L goes to the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know what the hell the Colts are doing, man. They lost 26-3 yesterday to the New England Patriots. It wasn't competitive. Sam Ellinger was was terrible. He was 15 of 29, 103 yards. Today they fired their coach. They fired Frank Wright. And I'm just wondering, the Colts are 3-5-1 and one when ownership, Jim Ursay, forced Frank Wright to bench Matt Ryan. They were 3-3-1, three, three and one, and they were still in it. Ownership makes the head coach bench Matt Ryan for financial reasons, forces them to play Sam Ellinger, a guy who, guess what, wasn't even very good in college. Why would we expect him to now be good in the pros? Guess what? He's not good in the pros. He's getting dominated every week. And then you fire the, the coach because the team sucks behind the quarterback that you made him play. The Colts get an L. That, that's ridiculous. Think about that logic. Owner makes coach play inferior quarterback. Owner fires coach because offense now sucks. How's that Frank Wright's fault? No one's going to want to go there. Like coaches talk, we all see what's going on. No one's going to want to go there because of dumb decisions like that one. Weekend W goes to Joe Burrow. Remember last week, all the Cincinnati fans were saying Joe Burrow regressed and that Burrow had taken a step back and blah, 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 blah. The Bengals were winning 35 to nothing at one point against Carolina. They were up 20, oh, 35 nothing at half against Carolina. Burrow was 22 of 28, 206 in the score. If he's got time to throw, he's carving you like a turducken, period. When he doesn't have time to throw, guess what, Bengals? That's on you. It was your job to fix the offensive line in the offseason, and you didn't do it. When your offense and your team struggles, it's on you. Weekend L goes to Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bills have, look, if the Cowboys don't win it all, I'm rooting for the Bills to win it all. I just, I like the way that they play. I like their fan base. They're crazy. They're lunatics. I love that about them. The Bills have just become kind of, kind of arrogant, right? Like, Josh Allen's doing crazy stuff, like throwing the ball into traffic and running and not sliding and lowering his shoulder. Like, they just feel too comfortable right now. 
maybe they needed what happened to them yesterday, which is they lose to an inferior team in the Jets 20-17. to Allen turned it over multiple times. They just never could get going. I feel like they kind of needed that little splash of water in the face to let you know that, like, hey, this is still the NFL. If you just don't take the game seriously, like, you're going to get beat sometimes. You're going to get beat sometimes. Weekend W goes to the Notre Dame football team. <laughs> because, yeah, they got a big win. A huge win. But more important than getting a huge win, you beat Clemson. And anytime Clemson loses, anytime Dabo Sweeney, the orange hat, yo, college football preacher man, anytime he loses, it's a win for America. So congratulations, Notre Dame. Congratulations to their crew, uh, Coach Freeman and their guys. You got America a win on Saturday. That was maybe the best part of LSU beating Alabama is that, look, Saturday was all LSU. I didn't have anything in me to focus or care about anything else. People are on Facebook telling me if I saw the Astros win the World Series, which, by the way, they also get a weekend W. People were asking me if I saw, uh, you know, this college game or that college game, Georgia and Tennessee. No, it was all LSU and Alabama. But then on Sunday, once that fizzle had kind of worn off a little bit, and then I'm scrolling through my phone and I see Clemson got their asses kicked? Uh, What? Heck yeah, the party started right back up. I enjoy whenever the teams that I don't want to win lose. And seeing Clemson get their butts kicked by Notre Dame on, I saw a little bit of it Saturday, but then also seeing it on Sunday, that made me even happier. So congratulations, Notre Dame. You get a weekend W. A weekend L goes to Malik Willis of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not the Pittsburgh Steelers, sorry, the Tennessee Titans. Um, The Steelers have a different rookie quarterback who's not any good, but that's another argument for another day. Malik Willis in the last two games has completed 11 passes in two games for 130 yards in two games. At some point... And I get it, he's a rookie. But at some point, you just know. Like when we saw Ian Book play on Monday Night Football last year for the Saints, we just knew. And his career that night died. Malik Willis is giving very hard Ian Book vibes right now. He doesn't look like he's playing at the same speed as everybody else. He doesn't look like he's grasping what's happening defensively against him, it's a big-time struggle for him, and I don't know if he's got it. He played at Liberty, which is a smaller school, which worries you. The numbers there were just okay. They weren't great. I don't know that it's ever going to happen for him. Weekend W goes to Tom Brady. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't play well for 57 minutes on Sunday against the Rams, but then they go down the field late. Brady leads them into the end zone. Um Tom's got some receiving core issues, right? Like, everybody wants to beat on Tom because he's not having as good of a year. The Bucs aren't having as good of a year. If you watch Tampa Bay play on any given Sunday, they have more drops in each game that they play than most other teams have in each month that they play. They must have had four, five, six. And look, it's it's not just innocent little drops. It's at the biggest possible moments in the end zone. Scotty Miller dropped one. On third and seven, Mike Edwards dropped one. Like uh, Mike Edwin. Edwards. Why do I keep saying Edwards? Mike Evans dropped one. 
Like, they drop them at the biggest possible moments of the game, at the biggest situations in the game. Uh, so Brady gets a W, but he kind of carried them through, man. He had some very difficult circumstances. He's dealing with a bad offensive line. He's dealing with wide receivers that are selling him out. But he made it happen, so good on him. Weekend L goes to Jack Ebling. You're saying, who the hell? Jack Ebling is an AP voter. He votes in the Associated Press Top 25 poll. Jack had in his top 25 Alabama ranked number 6 and LSU ranked number 15. Jack, look, man, I I don't do drugs, bro. But what are you smoking? Because apparently it's really good. And on like any given weekend, I might be open to taking a hit of it because if you're that far out in left field, to where you think Alabama should be ranked sixth and LSU, who just beat them head-to-head, should be nine spots below them. Despite having a win over the tide heads up, despite having a win against Ole Miss, which is another top-ranked team, two things which Alabama doesn't have either. If you think that Alabama should be nine spots ahead of LSU, you're smoking, you're on drugs, you're on something. The AP, which conducts this poll, needs to just take that vote away. If you're that far out in left field and your ballot is that wrong, then it just shouldn't count. It just shouldn't count. And I get it. It really doesn't matter, right? Because the AP poll and the coaches poll don't matter anymore. Now the only thing that matters is the college football playoff poll, and I get that. But if your poll is that far wrong, then you shouldn't be involved. And that goes for a lot. Look, Jack's the only guy that I'm going to call out by name, but I saw the list of all the polls. The West Coast people, they have all the West Coast teams ranked like in the top six or seven. They have all the SEC teams, LSU, Tennessee, they have them ranked at the back of the line. Like you guys only watch your conference play. You have no idea of what's happening around the country. And guess what? In bowl season, the teams from the South are going to beat the hell out of the teams from the West. That's what always happens. Look at what happened to Oregon when Oregon played Georgia. They lost by a 1,000. That's why I laugh and I roll my eyes when I hear Bo Nix for Heisman, Bo Nix for Heisman. Bo Nix was barely a starter at Auburn. He got chased out of Auburn. He was barely a starter. And then it's easy to say, oh, well, he's got a new coach now. It's a new coach. It's a new system. Everything's different. Bo Nix played Georgia in the opener. Got beat by a thousand. Looked terrible. If Bo Nix were still in the SEC, he wouldn't be a factor. Give me a break, man. Alabama six, LSU fifteen. Who's voting that way? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Weekend W goes to Edward Diaz, the uh, the closer of the Mets. Got a one hundred million dollar deal. So we'll be hearing in the future that big fight song. We'll be hearing all that for Diaz in the future. Edwin Diaz, by the way, I said Edward. Edwin Diaz. He gets the big deal from the Mets, um, and he'll be staying in New York, which I think is a good fit for him. And a weekend L goes to Jimbo Fisher again for losing again, and then lastly to the LHSA, because what you guys are doing to South Terrebonne, and I hope Eddie Bonine's listening. I hope Eddie Bonine's listening. 
What you guys are doing to South Terrebonne is a travesty. Talk, you guys are probably often wondering, like, man, we can't catch a break. Like, why does why do the schools don't want to cooperate with us? Why do the schools don't want to play along with us? It's because of crap like this. South Terrebonne is a Division II school, grade eight. Oh, they missed their appeal. They didn't know you were changing the system. It's ridiculous what's happening to those kids because that's what happens, right? That's what happens. The adults do dumb things. And who gets hurt? It's not adults. It's kids who get hurt. So congratulations, executive committee. Give yourself a round of applause. You cheated a locker room of 70 kids out of a chance to make the playoffs, a chance that they earned. Those boys won four games in a row to end the year. Those boys, when they were playing other Division II schools in district play, rolled and soared and played their best ball of the year, but won't go to the playoffs because of LHSA's stupidity. I've got three betting picks for you all, and then we'll get out of here on this day. I like tonight the Phoenix Suns minus two over the 76ers. I like the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks to go over 226. On Monday Night Football, I I said I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you a few more than three. On Monday Night Football tonight, I like under 46.5. I think the Ravens and Saints are going to both kind of slow down one another. I like rushing yards today. I like under 58.5 for Lamar Jackson. And then the last one that I like, I like over 42 and a half receiving yards for Devin Duvernay. I think the Ravens have some of their weapons out, and I think Duvernay is going to have a big day. Thanks to everybody for listening. Tomorrow we got Stan Terrebonne General. Tuesday and Wednesday we're actually at the locker room over at Terrebonne General. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. Take care. We'll be back tomorrow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven